The following episode was recorded on August 6, 2020. The first portion of the show is in the car as I was trying to go find an Asian market and look for some groceries so that I could make some things that I've seen the BTS members mentioning and seeing them enjoying the things that they're eating. So you're going to hear the sound of the car, the air conditioner, and possibly a little bit of music on low before I realize that I should turn off the music. The very last segment of the show does deal with anxiety and depression, but everything is family-friendly. I think that you could listen to this with your children in the room. I think you could listen to it with anyone in the room and or wherever you are. So I try to keep the shows like that. However, there might be some shows in the future, some episodes that deal with more serious things. So if that is ever the case, I will definitely put up a, a note or a, you know, a piece like this in the beginning of that episode. Thank you so much and let's get into it. Hello, International BTS Army. Guess what? I am in the car. Does that sound familiar? I've probably recorded in the car way too many times, a lot more than I ever intended to. However, because making a podcast is so easy, and there are so many different platforms now, to be able to just start recording and just talk to your heart's content, I so badly wish that it would be okay for me to play segments of BTS music, play segments of their songs, and then pause them and talk about them and point out various parts. I wish it would be legal. I wish it would be okay for me to do that in a podcast. I don't know all the rules of legalities of podcasting. I don't know. I definitely don't want to steal anybody's music or anybody's work. I don't want to get credit for something that's not mine. And I don't want to get paid for something that I shouldn't get paid for. So that's why I've hesitated to really start a YouTube channel talking about my thoughts about mental health, emotional health, self-esteem, body image, weight loss, dreams, goals, hopes, plans, um, you know, starting up small businesses, things that I want to talk about. I want to talk to the camera, but I also want to relate it all to the inspiration that I've gained from BTS, and since I studied vocal music and piano music in college and in high school and afterwards, I really want to just be able to hit play on any given BTS song and go through the song and talk to you about it, kind of do like a soft, kind of low-key analysis what I think of it and what parts I really love the best and seeing the the brilliant production that goes into it and having rap line appreciation for some of their harder driving tracks and lyrical appreciation for all of the guys and I just really don't know the rules so I don't know what I dare share or play in the background or like for example with Stay Gold. I wanted to talk about Stay Gold, but I would have had to play part of it for you guys so that you would know what I meant when I was going to refer to stuff. Um, There's a lot of BTS songs where I just love certain parts. Like, they hit me so deeply. 
in my heart and I can't just say, oh, I love the second verse or, oh, I love Young's part right there or, like, I can't just do that without actually playing a segment for you, you know? That's what I really wish that I could do on this podcast. Now, I'm kind of confused about the rules because, and what's legal and everything, because I know that there are podcasts and YouTube channels that are playing BTS songs, talking about the songs, um, listening to the songs, um, reacting to the songs, reacting to the MVs, and they're still getting monetized for their YouTube channels. Well, that would be great and that would be ideal and stuff, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to make it legal for me to have BTS content and even delving outside BTS just a little bit into a couple other groups that I do like. I don't know how to do that legally. I don't know how to do that where I feel good about it, and I also don't know how to do it where I'm not going to get copyright strikes and where I'm not going to be called um, somebody who is just trying to do all this for clout. So I feel really bad because I haven't ventured into this area of social media and having an online presence and everything, but I just want to talk about BTS and I want to point out different places in their music that really touched my heart and helped me to start healing from a broken heart and from some of my anxieties and from some of my depression. I'm sure that I can just keep on talking about anxiety and depression, but I wanted to do it as it relates to various lyrics and various melodic phrases in BTS songs. So I guess... You know, I guess I, you know how I feel about that now. You've heard me talk about it. I don't know who is all behind the creative team behind the entire show, but I am really enjoying watching Island. However, the dynamic of the show changed for me when I saw how some of the contestants just got to keep staying in Island, got to keep doing the center parts, the main parts, and other guys really never got a chance. So, I it's not that I'm bored with it, it's not that I'm mad about it, but I do feel disappointed in how it just really doesn't seem fair to some of these guys who are working so hard, learning the dances, learning the moves, working as a team, you know, developing trust, and singing their hearts out learning how to be an idol and never really getting to be seen very much. So, I guess my heart kind of sank. I'm sure a lot of the guys on the show also competing, their hearts have been sinking the whole time because it's just been a small group of guys that have gotten to be in the forefront of every test, of every song. So, I just feel really bad for those guys. Bless their hearts. They have been aiming so high and committing their best and we're not really even getting to see their best because they're always covered by those main guys who get all the parts, get all the best parts. Okay, I just went to an Asian grocery store and it's only the second one I've ever been to. Uh, it's called Ocean Mart and the lettering on the front is definitely 
not Korean, but I read some Google reviews and it said that there was Korean food in there, so I went to look around. However, they're closing really soon and I felt kind of rushed because it was a little bit crowded. So I'm going to wait until next week and try to go again after I do a little bit more research on some of the ingredients, some of the things that I would need to make some good Korean food that I've heard about. Um, one of the things that my family is really interested in is the Korean sushi, which I believe is called kimbap. And we tried some last week from a different store. It's called the Seoul Market. So we went to Seoul and we bought Chilsung cider. We bought Pu how do you say it? Pugogi? I don't know how to say that. B-U-L-G-O-G-I. Pugorgi. I don't know how to say it. Um, so we got sauce for that and we got meat for that and we got spicy I mean we got the rice cakes the little rice cakes to make the soup and we got some mochi ice cream and then some carbonated coconut milk stuff called milkies tasted amazing um, but I have not tried a chilsung cider yet so I really want to try that um, I bought one for each of my family members, but I did not eat, I didn't drink mine yet, so. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get back to talking about iLand. They're putting a whole bunch of content in Weverse. Um, they're doing pictures and behind the scenes video clips. And um, I think that it's really nice that they're doing that because we wanted to see the boys that are competing for the final 12. And man, some of them look so different in their pictures from what we see on the show. So in their pictures, of course, they have makeup on and they all look flawless. And in the show, we see excited boys who don't have makeup on, who are kind of tired, but super enthusiastic. Most of them, um, well, at least the grounders are all dressed in black. So it's kind of hard for me anyway to tell some of them apart. Like I was saying before, I haven't lost my interest in it, but my my feeling about the show did change because I just really feel that there could have been a better way and I don't want to complain about Big Hit or the producers or anyone but here's my opinion it might be an unpopular opinion I really think that there could have been another way to do the show where it was more fair so maybe they could have done two different groups in each test where each guy gets to dance a minor part and a major part and or maybe even three different groups I, of, I don't know how much time they have but what, what this would have to involve is each contestant would have to learn different parts but a lot of the choreography does stack up it is the same I mean it syncs up 
So, for example, is it test number two? He sung, had the, the lead in fire. If some of the guys in the back who didn't get a chance to be in front also were to have practiced that part, and then the producers were to be able to say, okay, um, switch, and, you know, whoever was most in the back is now going to be in the front doing those parts. So I don't know the life of a trainee as far as, like, how much time and energy and effort it takes into preparing one dance for a whole week. If they really, truly had a whole week, I'm seriously wondering if they could have learned more than one part. I kind of feel like they could have because I think, and I don't know this for sure, but I think that BTS, when they're learning a new song and dance, I don't think they spend a whole week on just one. I think they do at least two. At least two choreographed numbers or routines in a week. Maybe that doesn't mean they're both perfect by the end of that week, but I feel like and, and this is just a guess. I may be totally off, but I feel like an artist could get a little bit burned out learning the same thing, nothing but the same thing for an entire week. So, especially as BTS is getting ready to, getting closer to their tours and stuff, I'm sure they run through their entire concert in their practice room in a day, you know? So, it's just hard for me to believe that all these islanders and all the grounders are just learning one dance in a week or when they had two vocalists doing a slow ballad choreography and then three dancers doing a faster one it's really hard for me to just think that that's what kept them busy the entire week besides of course eating sleeping talking with each other making friendships um, but just going back every day multiple times a day, the majority of your day to practice one dance is really hard for me to think that that's really what they were doing. I feel like they would have been learning other things too, but they didn't show that. They only showed them practicing the one dance. So if that's really the case, I feel like each boy would have been able to learn two different parts. And if they had done that, I think it would have been a lot more fair. So what we would have seen then, if they had gone the way I'm describing, or the way I'm suggesting, is that they would have group one, a handful of guys would have the main parts and would be in the center, and everyone else would be in the sides and in the back. And then they would say, okay, let's have group two. So everybody would then shift positions, and then they would start the song again. And I feel like these guys are talented enough to do that. I hope they are. And I know they would all work hard for it. So I just really feel like, and I know I'm going on and on and on about this. It's like a really long rant. I really feel like they needed to do that. I feel like they needed that chance to show the guys in the back, to show what they could do. So at the very beginning of the week, when they get their next test, they're all sitting there looking like, wow, what an awesome dance, cool song, love the vibe. This is amazing. Look at those tricks. Look at the syncopation you know, um, all that stuff, and then they sit in a circle, and they talk about who's going to get what parts, and what I appreciate is that they didn't just nominate one guy for a various part, although they did make a few suggestions, but then if that guy didn't want to do that part, he wouldn't raise his hand and say, yes, I want to do that part, so they're like, okay, who's going to go for part one, 
everyone who's interested in part one, raise your hand. I think that was the best way to do it. I think that was great. But I feel like they should have learned the song and practiced it first. And then after they were somewhat familiar with it, sorry, the dance and the choreography, after they were somewhat familiar with it, I think then after a day or so, they should have come back together and said, okay, now that we've had some time with the song, who feels confident that they really want to go for part number one? And then they can show each other what each guy can do after they've already had a chance to practice it some. We don't know if that's actually what they did because we don't know the editing process. They may have done that and then come together the second or third day and then divvied up the parts at that point. They just showed it to us as if we were seeing them divvying up the parts on the first day right from the beginning after getting the song or getting the test. So I just really feel like it would have been very effective to do it the way that I just described. Um, but again, we don't know. So I just feel also bad that some of those boys were saying, I really, really want this part. I know I can shine. I know I can show my vocals very well on this part that they didn't really go for it full steam ahead, you know? And then it was kind of like, okay, well, I've got part 11, I've got part 12, I'm going to do the best that I can with my one line or my one word or my one moment on um, to shine. And that's what happened in episode 5. Kyungmin, is that how you say his name? Kyungmin? He was like, I'm going to try to go for this part, I want this part. And he raised his hand and continuously was not voted to get that part. Just like Jay in episode 2 continuously raised his hand and was continuously not voted to get those parts. BTS is going to be involved with the show in some way on August the, on the August 14th show. So that could mean that they've recorded a video message for all of the contenders. That could mean that one or two of the seven members are going to go and speak with the contenders. That could mean that they're in the producer's room watching everything. Or it could mean that they're making a surprise appearance just in the ground, just to talk to the grounders. Or maybe all of them will be there. Maybe they'll actually get to have a meal together. If that's the case, I don't really think that would be fair unless BTS is going to be there long enough to actually have one-on-one -on -one interaction with every single guy. But I let's see what happens. Honestly, you guys, in another few years, I think that we genuinely are going to see some of the BTS members taking this type of a role in various ways across the industry, whether it is to mentor some people who are trainees or, you know, to be the producers that are looking for certain things, kind of judging them, voting on them. So I do think that eventually, even if we don't get to see it this year, that we're going to see it in a few years that BTS is going to be involved in these types of survival shows, these entertainment reality shows where we are going to be able to see J-Hope telling people, you know, this is what you do. This is the life of a dance captain. This is the life of somebody who's kind of like the second in command to the leader of our group. And this is the kind of burdens you'll have and the kind of responsibilities you'll have. And you will share this and this 
task and this and this responsibility and um, you know, I really feel like that's what we're going to get to see, but we might not see it happen this year. BTS is very busy. They're right in the middle of getting ready for another comeback and they may only be able to give a recorded video message to everybody. So they may not actually have them interacting or with a pre-recorded message. The, of course, it would be inspiring and touching and very meaningful. Some of the guys might cry. Um, but I think what we all really want to see is them actually showing up in the flesh to actually shake hands with the guys or hug them or look into their eyes and say, I can see that these are your strengths and keep going because you're going to make it. And here's just a quick suggestion that might make this part easier for you or that might make this part better for you or... You know, I think that's what we all want to see, but I'm not sure that we're actually going to see what we want. Um, however, if this is going to continue going until about September 22nd, I'm going to watch every single episode. But it was really fun to watch and be part of the experience. And I am afraid that some voters might be just voting on the guy's cuteness and handsome looks and not exactly how ready everyone is, how prepared they are, and how mature and responsible they are to actually be part of a debuting group. So we will see what we get, and we will see if the show is kind of tweaked or rigged in a certain way, or if the public is really going to be able to have their voice because of the voting. Now, BTS is doing so much right now so much just to get ready for their single that we're guessing or that some of us feel like we know is all in English. Um, I'm excited about it. I can't wait and I am very proud of them for doing something different and I'm really especially grateful that they've decided to create a song that's going to give energy to all of the people right now that want to hear their song during this time of turmoil and uncertainty and fear in our world and so I'm really thinking that this is great timing I'm sad that we can't be going to concerts right now like everyone else is but having BTS composing and producing new music for us is the next best thing and sometimes even better because we will always have this music so whenever we want to hear it we can just go to some kind of a streaming thing or download or whatever we can do and hear their music and we don't have to pay a whole bunch of money to go wait in line and get our tickets and go see them perform on stage just to hear their music. What a gift from the boys from BTS that their discography is so extensive now. There's something for everybody. So if you're more a hip-hop fan, there's plenty for you to enjoy. And if you're more about the ballads and the vocal line, there's plenty for you to swoon over and enjoy. And if you're more about the fast-hitting rap to the haters and everything, yes, you've got all that stuff. So I just, <laughs> I love it. I like it all. I'm kind of surprised because I never was a fan of rap growing up. Part of that is because my parents didn't really let us listen to rap. And they believed that rap was all bad. And we didn't have access to MTV or music shows or countdowns or anything so we just went along with it because we didn't know. I would really love a new Samsung phone. 
BTS is doing a good job selling those phones and if I could I would definitely have one. I would like the kind that folds or flips I think it's called like the, the Flip Z or something like that. Galaxy Z. I don't know what it's called but it looks so cool and I want the one that's purple as well so I don't know if that's two different phones but I don't have use for two different phones right now however I like both of those phones and I wish I could have both of them <laughs> and the earbuds too I wanted to say something about a different group for a couple minutes and that group is my second favorite K-pop boy group it is AT's so if you've not heard of AT's this is kind of an interesting thing. I was taking a quiz, I think it was called, the website was called K-Pop Profiles or something, and the quiz said, based on your ultimate band or group that you stand, which are, what are some groups that you might consider um, listening to, or what are some groups that you might also love? And I was very curious about what it would say about that. So of course, I took the quiz, everything pointed to BTS, so it's like, congratulations, you are the ultimate BTS fan. My results said, you might like to hear ATs, and it shows a picture of ATs and gives a little informational paragraph about them, and I'm like, huh, guess what, I'm already a fan of ATs, so I got you there. Um, second one was Stray Kids, and I have a friend who really likes the Stray Kids, I know a lot of people like Stray Kids. I haven't gotten on the Stray Kids train yet. I don't have any hate for them. I just haven't made the time for them. I've heard them a couple times. And from what I've heard, it's not been enough to get me to take a break from BTS for a couple minutes or an hour or something and sample their albums. I just want to keep listening to BTS. Um, except for ATs did have a comeback last week on July 29th, and I listened to their comeback CD, their album, so many times. I shouldn't call it a CD because I was listening in Spotify. If you want to give another group a chance and you're just not sure who to give a chance to, um, I don't feel, although I used to feel guilty about this, I don't feel any more bad when I do give another group a chance. I, I mean, it deserves a listen in my opinion and as long as I haven't seen or heard anything negative about them or you know, if it's a group that's being really badly mistreated or stuff like that, then I jump on the train, I jump on the bandwagon, and I'm like, let's try to do whatever we can do to raise awareness so that these these kids, these artists can get out of that situation, because I know that some of them are abused by their producers and management, but ATs is not like that. They absolutely love their management, they love their team, they love their company. They're happy, they're healthy, they're well-fed, they're well-paid. And ATs is such a small, newer group compared to BTS. So ATs debuted in October 2018, and they have some really, really catchy songs. They have some beautiful songs, they have some catchy songs. In all of this, I don't want to mislead you guys. I'm not gushing about ATs because I'm trying to say they're as good as BTS, better than BTS, or on the same level as BTS. I don't want to compare like that. I don't want to put them in the same field as that. But ATs does have elements that BTS doesn't feature necessarily. And while almost all of ATs, almost all of their tracks are very, very catchy, I don't feel the same emotional connection to their music that I do to BTS tracks. I don't 
feel that urge to watch every single content that they're putting out to get on every time that they're on VLive. I don't I follow their Twitter, but I don't have notifications on. Even when I do go to their page once in a while, I don't click like on every post. I don't retweet. Um, I did I did tweet something about their comeback on July 29th, which is the day that their album was released. But besides that, it's not that I want them to fail. It's not that I don't want them to be successful and to have fans and have love. But I, BTS is my my group, my precious. They are my my rare and valuable gem. They are my everything. And so I can't, even though I, I have gone outside of BTS to sample a few other artists in K-pop, I used to be very, um, very cautious and I just felt guilty about it because I, I gave GOT7 a try, I gave Monster X a try, I gave EXO uh, a try, I gave, um, I want to say it was Super Junior, a try, and nothing really fit my fancy. It just wasn't something where I'm like, oh yes, I'm going to buy their albums, I'm going to build up playlists about them, and all this stuff. But there are other ones that I really latched onto, which was AT's, The Rose, and TXT. So those are my four, besides BTS, those are my other three groups that I do like a lot, that I know all of their names or most of their names in the groups. And then my another group that I've given a chance to is called Vav. It's V-A-V. And they have three very, very catchy tunes. So I could tell you guys about some of this um, next time or in a couple episodes. But what I wanted to say about ATs is that they are all younger. They were more like born in 1999-ish, 1998, 99, 2000. And... Um, they vary in height. I think one or two of their members are taller, and then most of them are shorter, more like Jimin's height, um, possibly 5'7", instead of 5'8". And they have only two rappers. One of them is a deeper tone, and one of them is a higher tone. But the higher tone rapper has a really nice singing voice as well. And so there are eight members, and I finally learned all of their names on the day that their album was released. Because before that, I only knew, let's see, I knew their leader's name, and then I knew the other main rapper's name, and then I knew the name of the guy who does the, the really, really high or strong um, power notes, power vocals, and he's the youngest one. He is the McNay, and he really admires Jungkook a lot, so... I got to learn his name more recently. I know that he also injured himself in February. I believe he broke his leg and he had to sit out and um, be on the stage, like sitting on a stool or whatever, while all of his members were dancing. And so there are some parallels there, but besides that, they're just a fun group. They're funny guys. They're charming. They're sweet. They're very caring. They're really cute. Some people ship them. And, um, but they're still, they're not my favorite. So I do love them. I love them a lot. But there are days and weeks that can go by where all I want to hear is BTS and I don't want to hear any other groups. Once in a while, I'll get a craving to listen to TXT, um, Nine and Three Quarters. I really love that song and I love Crown. And then 
what's the other one? Um, their more recent one, I like Puma, but it seems like there's another one that I liked of their music. Anyway, I need to listen to TXT a little bit more, but the reason why I'm giving them a chance is because they're with Big Hit. If they weren't with Big Hit, I'm not so sure that I would have really tried to listen to them or watch any of their MVs. So that's kind of like a biased situation. That's more like out of loyalty. And however, I don't listen to G Friend, and they're with Big Hit. And I don't listen to Seventeen, and they're connected to Big Hit labels. So it's just a matter of obviously everyone's personal preferences, how much time we have that we want to commit, how much time that we actually feel okay in our hearts that we are going to be safe holding on to BTS and still, you know, putting our feet in the water to test the waters and see if there's another group that we can love or like. And I did that last year. So it was ATs. I found them it, at the end of the summer, not that long after I found BTS, but ATs never distracted me to the point where I'm like, BTS? BTS who? You know, that never happened to me. For me, when I watch anything about BTS, I have a stupid grin on my face, I feel the warm fuzzies, and I've got tears tugging at the sides of my eyes because I just treasure those seven guys so much. Even Jimin. I, I always loved Jimin, but I never really appreciated him like I do right now. I have such a special place for Jimin and this is something that I kind of want to look into sometime is because people are trying to say what's the psychology behind your bias or what's the psychology or what does it really say about you if you choose a certain bias or if a certain bias chooses you. You know how that goes. Um, if it jumps out at you like why? Why? Why would you die for Hobie? <laughs> why would you marry Hobie if you had the chance? Why, you know, why, um, why is Jin your man? Like, all this stuff. Um, I heard that your bias is the most like you, your soulmate, so to speak. And then I heard that your bias wrecker is like your best friend. I've also heard that your bias is like sort of like the inner part of yourself and that your biased wrecker is the person that you'd really want to date or marry. So who knows all of this psychology stuff, but there's nobody outside of BTS that I'm sitting there thinking about like, man, if I hadn't watched that dinner party, if I hadn't seen BTS, not the dinner party, the cottage talk in Festa, their um, questioning and answer, you know, their chat, their cottage talk where they're all sitting on the floor around the coffee table in this sort of, I think they called it the attic or something. If I hadn't watched that um, at the time when I did, I, I, I wouldn't have experienced the sort of calming healing that I got when I watched it. And it came from almost every single member what they were talking about. And I still have screenshots from watching that. I watched it on YouTube. And I, I didn't really know about Festa yet, and I didn't really know about those those talks, those Radio Honey, KKULFM. I didn't really know about those. I didn't know that there was at least one event, well, one main event each summer for during Festa where BTS sits down and talks about how far they've come, where they would like to go, and everything. And... I, so I watched it a little bit later than it actually was released because, I, like I said, I knew nothing about Festa. So if it was released in June or something like that, June or July, I 
probably watched it in August or September last year. But whatever Hobie said about how he can be his own hope now, and he also was talking about Suga. He's like, Suga had that thing, and everybody knows what he's talking about. And they're like, he used to think that he needed to be a certain way. And then Suga admits, yes, I used to have, I used to think I had to act like a celebrity. I had to, like, basically the idea is I had to push myself to be somebody, to be a celebrity. And he couldn't really just be himself because he's trying to play this part or this role. And they say, like, Hobie really gets me. And I have a screenshot of this. He says, I think he's a lot more like Suga now. He's a lot more himself now. And even as I'm talking right now, I'm probably going to lose my voice because I'm talking too much, but that right there, that really gets me. It tugs at my heart so much. And then Vei, Vei, Young, he comes in with, he says, you know what, why don't I just look it up right now? I'm going to try to read exactly what he says because it is so touching. Ah, oh, it's just so touching. And you don't have to be religious to appreciate this. Um, you can take it for whatever you think it's worth or whatever you think, you know, however it speaks to you. But he was talking about angels. And at first, the guys were kind of teasing him. They were saying, you're not even religious. You don't even go to church or you don't even have a religion or a faith or something, do you? And he's like, um, re whether I do or not, or regardless of religion or beliefs or anything, he said, I'm trying to find it, and I really hoped that I would be able to just kind of segue right into it. Here, I'm seeing tons of screenshots about Soul, uh, Love Yourself, the final. I've taken tons of pictures of those. I kind of need to delete some of them because my phone is just loaded with them. Where is that Festa? I'm trying to remember because I've watched it about three times, so... Um, and it's about an hour long. It's the one where they're just kind of eating treats and they openly admit in the very beginning, they're like, um, our staff wouldn't let us have alcohol this time <laughs> because the year before they had had alcohol and Hobie's face had turned red and, you know, Jin was feeding Yoongi shells in his mouth and, um, all kinds of funny funny stuff so this is really fun to scroll through all my screenshots I'm loving that what is that that's BTS bracelets yeah it takes so many pictures whenever I watch something I'm like oh I need to I need to capture this moment I need to save this moment oh my goodness I need to remember how I felt when I first heard them say that and of course I'm still reading the English subtitles so it's not quite you know experiencing it with all my senses but I'm reading the titles and the they're just really touching and very meaningful. Very, very meaningful. Oh, I found it. Good. Okay. Let's talk about what Tay said. Tay. He says, I personally think that BTS, regardless of members but as a team, is a once-in-a-lifetime chance from God. He said that with all the solemn, the fervor, you know, all of the reverence. He said, even if I don't have a religion, there could be angels from heaven. And he was basically saying he felt like there might be angels from heaven around him, whispering to him and telling him to 
join BTS, to join, to sign with Big Hit, and to be part of this team. He says, I feel like if I don't take this opportunity with BTS, I don't think I'd be happy as I am now. And I'm seeing this screenshot here. Jimin's got his arm around him. <laughs> so cute. Um, that's all he said. Where uh, That's not all he said, but that's all I took pictures of. This also is the one where B um, Jungkook says, BTS has found who I am inside. And BTS warms your heart. It's like hand, hand warmers. So I just, if you guys haven't watched that, you really should watch it. Oh my goodness. It's one of my favorite things that they've recorded. Again, Hobie says, for once I think I can be my own hope. I am my own hope. And, you know, I told you the part about Suga already. Um, and then Jimin says, I love you. And Yoongi doesn't say it back. Jimin says again, say I love you. Yoongi, say I love you. Say it. <laughs> and Yoongi goes, I can say it. Love you, 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 love you. He just says that to all of them. And then Jimin goes, wow, what Suga said really hit me. And Hobie or somebody says, did it hit you well? And Jimin's like, yeah. And then it shows him falling over. He just, like, you know, how he does, he crashes onto people. <laughs> he crashes on the floor or falls on people or falls on furniture. But that, I don't know how long I just talked about that, probably 10 minutes, but it's worth it. That is one of the most beautiful little sit-down talks that they've had. I also, I mean, I've loved every single one, but when they were younger, they were a lot more goofy. And so starting with their dinner party from 2018... And then this attic or cottage, whatever they call it, from 2019. And then this year, their seventh birthday. Those three are so... They're just... You can't be the same. You watch these guys and you can't be the same. What is it that hits me? I don't know. Because I'm extremely jealous of them. They're such great friends. They're family. I don't have those relationships. I don't have a feeling like that in my in my life. I don't have somebody who wants to come up to me and give me a hug or fix my hair or <laughs> pick me up and take me for a piggyback ride. I mean, these are things that we don't really have a lot in our culture that I know of, especially among men. No, these guys are men. They're not just boys. We call them our boys. We call them our babies. We call them our precious, our little, our this, our that, our small, our tiny. They're not physically and mentally small and tiny and babies. You know what I'm saying? They are going on 30 years old. Jungkook's not. He's closer to 20. But the rest of them are middle 20s and getting towards the later 20s. And this is not something that's going on in the culture of... Americans, anyway. I shouldn't say Americans because in this country we have every nationality. We have everybody. So, but what I'm saying is people who natively speak English and consider themselves or identify as Caucasian, non-Hispanic, whatever it is when you have to fill out surveys and job interviews and all these different things, applications and all that, in the country of the United States, you have to say whether you are Hispanic, non-Hispanic, or some other race, or whether you consider yourself white, or um, Alaskan, or 
Um, there's even Eskimo on there. There's Samoan. There's all these different places. There's Asian, um, you know, Islanders and everything else, uh, African American and stuff. But so in this country, we just don't see culturally, we don't see young men being friends like this. We don't see young men holding hands with each other unless they are in a dating relationship. We don't see, and who cares, I, I shouldn't say young men, but I'm saying young men because that's what the age of BTS, okay? So I would be shocked if my own kids, my own boys, grew up and had a friendship where they gave their friends piggyback rides and vice versa, where they want to sleep in the same bed with their friends, where they want to cuddle with them, back hug them, you know, um, they, it's just, I won't say it's missing from our society, I won't say that, but now because of how I feel about BTS and how attached I am to them and how much I admire them, I almost feel like it is missing from the culture that I live in. And I won't say, I, I'm not saying it's missing because I don't want to say that one culture you know, isn't fine and others are fine and all that stuff. But for my preferences, from what I've seen here, this is very special. These South Korean young men, they have something so special. And I know you guys out there feel the same way. Some of us cry because we don't have what they have. Now, since I'm not really investing my time into girl groups, I don't know how close those girls are, but I imagine that they're very close as well. Hugging each other, cuddling, even kissing each other's faces sometimes, or, you know, um, they feed each other. And when they feed each other, it's like they're saying, I want to help you. I want to take care of you. I want to make sure your needs are met. So let me take my chopsticks and take this yummy piece of meat and put it on your plate or stick it in your mouth, you know, or there's all these videos where you can just see J-Hope is feeding V and Jimin and Jungkook and he's letting everybody else take a bite of his own food before he even gets a bite. I don't see that with any other culture. Now, I'm not going out and studying all the cultures that are in the United States. I'm not going out and watching all these groups of people, all the dif different ethnic groups. So I can't say it's not happening in some other cultures. And if you're listening from another ethnic group, I appreciate you being here. I'm not trying to leave you out or single you out or, you know, I just don't know enough about anyone else other than my culture and a little bit of Hispanic, a little bit of African, not too much, but it's because my sister married a guy from Africa. They have five beautiful children and um, like he's from from Africa like he had to come here and be a student and have a sponsor family and wait to gain citizen citizenship it's not just he was born here and everything and he's got the accent he speaks about five languages it's really cool but I'm not knowledgeable in any other societies any other cultures other than now since being a fan of BTS and watching some K-drama now I can say oh yeah I know a little bit I don't know a lot um, and now going to places like Asian markets and stuff I'm learning a little bit more and I'm teaching myself Korean using the Duolingo app which that's not an advertising I'm just saying that's the one I'm using by the way talk to me in Korean also has an app and a podcast and a YouTube channel so you can learn a lot out there for free 
They also have textbooks and different resources that you can learn from. And I would like to add that to my, you know, my, my library of learning how to speak Korean, how to read it. Um, I would like to learn how to read it first, probably. Well, yeah, because then I can watch the K-dramas without subtitles, without English subtitles. Um, and also watch the MVs without, um, well, I just want to be able to understand it, though. So if I can understand it, if I can understand BTS and what they're saying, then I don't have to take my eyes off of their faces and off of their expressions. I can watch their faces, their eyes, and their whole, you know, I can watch all of that and their emotion rather than looking for the words to tell me what they're saying. So that's why I said I'm not able to use my full senses when I'm experiencing them, when I've taken in their content, is because I have to use my brain and my eyes to look at the words. And so that's why it takes me so long to watch Run BTS, is because I'm like, I'm reading it, so now I want to go back and see what Jin's face looked like when he made that joke. Now I want to go back and see what Nam Jun was, <laughs> like, what was he rolling his eyes about a minute ago when these guys just acted totally crazy all of a sudden. And... I'm missing that because I have to read the English. So I know a lot of us are in the same situation. Um, it's not just me, but I'm very grateful. And shout out to everybody who does spend time translating, putting on the subtitles for us. They're so valuable, you guys. If you're listening, you are so valuable. We couldn't do it without you. And I don't think we even deserve you because most of you are doing it for free. You're doing it because you love BTS and you want to share them. And... Um, I just really admire you and thank you for being a very, very, well, very, very valuable part of this family, the ARMY, BTS ARMY, ARMY and BTS family, because we couldn't enjoy them to the fullest that we have them right now without you guys, without the translators. So thank you. Thank you to the translators in Big Hit. Thank you to the translators that are working with ATs and TXT. I'm not trying to bring e uh, ATs into the family, but I really do think that if you guys give them a, a listen, you're going to really enjoy them because their songs are so catchy. And their maknae has such an amazing vocal. And their rappers are cool. If we were ever worried about or feeling disappointed that... Jin, for example, didn't get enough lines in BTS songs, and this is a, a group of seven guys. Just think how much harder it would be for ATs, who has eight members, or some of the other guys who have even more than eight members. So, I mean, bless their hearts for being patient and for not holding a grudge and for doing their best to feel valued and to feel like they are very much an irreplaceable part of the group because if I think it would be very easy for me to sit there going wait didn't you just get the main part didn't you just get that chorus didn't you just get that great harmony over there like where's my part I I know that I would be feeling like well if I can't sing and be more involved then should I even be here that would be my tendency is to question myself and think that they have a vendetta against me and that they're having unfair treatment. So I just, I admire all the guys who are able to share, to share a song and to share parts. Now, one thing before I go, you guys, there's a BTS song that I thought was lights. And when I heard the Japanese, um, 
the map of the soul. Why why am I drawing a blank? What's it called all of a sudden? The journey? Thank you. Why am I saying thank you? No one told me. It's my brain that told me. Um, <laughs> I say I thank you because I wish that there was someone here talking to me. There's just a cat on the floor lying, lying there just stretched out looking at me. He's so cute. Um, do any of the BTS members like cats? I think Jimin likes cats. Do any other of them like cats? But as I was saying, I thought that this one song was lights. So when I heard lights, I was like, what? That's how lights sounds? Then what's this song that's been in my brain that I know is a BTS song that I don't know what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of the words. So now, you know how Lights starts out, da 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 Well, the song that I'm thinking of is, um, it goes like this. Na 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 Da 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 Something like this. Something like that. I thought that was lights. So now lights. Um, I've only heard lights a couple times, and so I thought that those two pieces of music were the same song. I thought that it was lights, and now when I get lights stuck in my head, I automatically add that other part, thinking that one of them just kind of, um, what's the word, like, uh, mashup like it just blends right into lights so I've got to find out what that other song is it's so pretty and you know how, so Jin's on the chorus in that one part I'm probably singing it a few notes wrong but you know how Jin can just he has the power to break your heart you know that there I mean in zero o'clock Jin's breaking my heart his vocals, something about the way that he emotes, something about the way that he just is like reaching out and grabbing you and pulling you in with his voice. I don't know how to describe what I'm trying to say, but in that song that I'm thinking of that I don't know the title, he's doing that. And it's the kind of song that makes you cry. So I don't know where I heard it or where I saw it. I think I might've seen a little kind of a blurry clip and I think they may have performed it in something that we had to pay for that was last fall. So I don't know if it was like one of the day one, day two, day three, soul, the final, love yourself. Or if it was another thing, was it like Lottie Family or something else? But oh, I've got to hear that song. I've got to know where it is. I've got to know what, what CD it's on, what, what album I mean it's on, and how I can get my hands on it because it's beautiful. And it makes you feel things. Of course, I'm mean, all or most of the BTS songs make you feel things. Happiness and sadness. Even if the lyrics are very sad, but the upbeat, the the tempo is upbeat. 
then you feel happy while listening to a sad song. How does that work? That's how Seesaw is for me. I can't... Every other time I hear Seesaw, you guys, I, I get the tears. And when I bought my car, the very first song I played in my car was Seesaw. And I imagine that my mom was sitting on the passenger seat next to me. And she didn't get to hear about BTS. She didn't, I don't think she knew anything about them before she left us. But if she were still here, I would be showing her BTS and I would be asking her if she wouldn't mind watching a few run BTS episodes with me and um, if she wouldn't mind watching a concert on TV with me. And anyway, I don't know, like I'm not trying to make Seesaw about my mom or anything like that, but Seesaw is my favorite solo BTS track and it is very special to me and it's a very sad song but when Yoongi's dancing it up on stage he's got that smirk on his face he's smiling he's not looking super sad he does kind of look sad at the end and a little bit jaded or whatever sad at the beginning but it's like a mutual breakup song or it's a song where he's saying um, we can't keep doing this anymore so one of us needs to get off the seesaw and like not stay in this relationship because it's not good for us anymore so um, you know because one of you is up one of you is down you can't both be up at the same time you can't both be down at the same time on a seesaw the only way that you can have balance is to have someone sitting on either end or prop it up with something on both sides but he and he looks when he's um, when he's performing it especially in that yellow sweater with the black tank top underneath and there's like some red and orange in the sweater all those really loosely knit stitches in that sweater and it's so loose that it like falls off his shoulder and everything there were boys and girls men and women going wild over that they're thinking that he is so sexy I'm one of them I thought that too and then the um, Namjoon he said something like uh, Suga, your sweater got a lot of attention because everybody wanted to see your sexy sweater and see you and they thought that you looked really cool. Anyway, I'm just, you can hear me, I'm just going on and on and on and on. I don't really have a theme right now at this point with the episode. If you're still here, thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, I appreciate you sticking around and listening if you've gotten this far. And if it's not your first time being here, thank you so much for coming back. Like I said, if, if there's a way to find out how to not really dissect the BTS tracks, but to listen to parts of them and to, like, you know, focus on certain areas and actually have a discussion on those areas, the artist and the composer and the performer, piano player, teacher, um, vocalist, the student in me, because I'm still a music student, still, I'm still learning. Even though I teach piano, I'm still learning, but that person in me, because I wanted to be a composer when I was younger, um, I did write some songs, but they're nothing, like, they're not, they're more like instrumental pieces, piano instrumental, and I wasn't good at writing lyrics necessarily, but when I wrote a song with lyrics, it was super, super sad. I don't remember if my sister cried when she read it, but... Um, it's really sad. It was about suicide, and it was about a girl who basically got bullied and ignored, so she ended up deciding that this world was better without her. So that's the only song that I actually wrote the words to, but as far as 
I can I can come up with a melody, I can come up with a tune, I can come up with transitions and you know, some accompaniment and some cool orchestrations and I can do the chord progressions, I can do some key changes and things, but I'm not that great at it. The tunes that I come up with are more simplistic. There are things that BTS and their producers do in putting a song together that I'm like, I've got to hear that again, and I'll rewind that part, and I'll hear it again, and I'm like, i got to hear it louder, and so I'll rewind it, and I'll hear it again, and it's just, like, even the, the, okay, what is it? The drums. Um, it's in We Are Bru Bulletproof, The Eternal. I wish I could play that segment by segment for you guys and talk about it, because the way that they wrote that song, honestly, my own kid, my son, Junior Army, whatever you want to call him, he's very young Army. We were listening in the car one day to We Are Bulletproof the Eternal just a few weeks back, and he said, I don't know how BTS is ever going to top this song. And I, my mouth just dropped. I'm like, I was just about to say that. Does anyone else feel that same way about that song? I mean, they're going to come up with all kinds of cool, catchy things that you just can't get out of your head. This one that's coming up on August 21st is probably going to be one of those that we want to listen to over and over again for a long time. And if it's in English, we're going to learn the words pretty quickly and, you know, people are going to be covering it. People are going to be changing it into a key that is more comfortable for them to sing in. There's going to be people out there that are going to be covering it, playing it on the ukulele, accompanying themselves. There's going to be people that are playing it on the guitar. This song is a huge deal. Regardless of what the radio stations are doing, regardless of what DJs or companies are doing, if they're using BTS to get a lot more listeners and sponsors and money, we know that's what they're doing. But regardless of all of that, this song is going to be spread more and more and more and more and more. This is a huge deal right now. BTS and their team of producers and everybody, Adora with her vocals and who are, who are other the who are these people? I don't know. The DJ Snake something or like he's not with Big Hit, you know what I'm saying? But like the one that helped with Euphoria and then um, P Dog and Charlie someone Charlie X is it and all these different producers their team is amazing and it's not just their team because there's k-pop and there's beautiful music in South Korea all over the place that you can find but just sticking with BTS here I can't sit down and write an awesome song like that now so what is a super awesome song it's very dancey so upbeat you want to dance to it you want to move to it you want to get going to it it can help you clean your house it can help you do things that you don't want to get done because you're feeling too lazy um you know you can exercise to it you can get in shape to that you can get in shape to a ton of bts songs you can even do yoga to their slower songs but we are bulletproof the eternal something about the drum fills i'm trying to remember if that's the song because right now I've also got Inner Child stuck in my head and there's some cool stuff going on with drums in Inner Child. Oh, I, I do feel like it's We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. There's, there's something where I was telling my kids. Because when I say my family, you guys, most of the time I'm talking about my extended 
like my siblings and their their spouses and their kids. When I say my family doesn't want to listen to BTS, doesn't want to listen to K-pop, doesn't want to watch K-drama, they think that I'm weird or they think that BTS looks too feminine or, you know, you've heard the rude things that people say. You've heard the things that people pass judgment about and according to their preferences and whatever stereotypes they want to believe. But when I'm when I'm really talking about my family, my family of three is me and my two kids. We, all three of us, but especially me and my younger son, absolutely love We Are Bulletproof the Eternal. And so when we're driving in the car, we are listening to that. We're listening to Map of the Soul 7. And I'm like, listen to Nam June's part right here. Listen to the drums right here. That, oh, what is it? It's even Hobie's part. Like, everything is so, so special. I just wish that we could be sitting in the same room together right now and I could press play and say, okay, you guys, listen. And then just right there, right there, that part right there. And just like, and see your guys' faces and see if anybody else is like fighting back tears. Because I know you are. I know you are. Tell me why you don't stop this. Tell me why you're still walking. Um... You know, there are people all over the place from like, yeah, I'm an ex-army, um, I don't stand BTS anymore, this is why I unstand them, I got sick of them, I was bored by them, they just weren't that funny anymore, they weren't doing anything cool and exciting. And other people are like, oh, hold on, hold up. If you are ex-army, you were never army. You know there's fan wars, there's things going on all over the place. Best thing to do is to ignore it or block it. If you can't, um, very... Very briefly, tell someone, you know, that's your opinion, if you want to even engage with them. That's your opinion. We all have our opinions. But now, basically, since that was negative and you're saying this about my favorite group, I'm not going to follow you anymore. I'm not going to, like, you don't have to even tell people that you're not going to follow them anymore. You can just be, like, a couple clicks and they're blocked. They're out of your life forever. You don't have to worry about it. Because, I mean, BTS is our family. So if someone's saying something awful and disgusting and ugly about our family, we don't have to take it. We totally are not going to just sit there quietly like a little mouse and not defend them. We're going to defend them. But we can also take that energy and be like, all right, well, iTunes sales are going up now. I'm joining that throng, you know. Um, we are going to, because a view is a view on YouTube. Even if they're hating it and clicking thumbs down, a view is still a view. Watch time is still watch time. And exposure is still exposure. Online traffic is still, you know, all of it is going to help them. Even the haters are going to help BTS and they're going to help us. So, like, the more they're talked about, great. And we keep it positive. No matter what kind of controversy or scandal people are trying to cook up, we keep it positive. We set the record straight. We are here for BTS. We are not going anywhere. We are still walking with them. And we will not leave. We will not leave that path. We will not leave the road that they're on. We're on the road with them because they are our family. We belong to them. They belong to us. We are theirs. They are ours. And it's not going to change. It's just not going to change. So with that, I'd like to tell you guys again, stay safe. Do whatever you can do to be healthy. Please strengthen yourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, spiritually, socially, whatever you need to do to be a more whole person. 
cut out of your life, filter out of your life things that you don't need, things that don't help you thrive, things that make you sick, things that keep you sad or make you feel poor or make you feel like a failure. And I am not really one to talk because I feel like a failure a lot of the time. I feel like a waste of space a lot of the time. But, you know, I'm fighting against that every day. I The battle that I am fighting is the battle to actually change that programming in my head, change the conditioning that's in my brain, all of those stories and all of those statements, all of those insults and, you know, hurtful things that were said to me and things that were done to me. My job is to change them. And my job is to work through them so that I can either live with those memories peacefully and accept them or find a way to shed them and let them go so that I actually can forget them by filling my brain with other things. It's very hard to do. And yeah, when I did my last episode, when I was telling you guys that I just felt depressed, I don't know what that was. I... It lasted close to a week, um, and I kept on recording, and then I would stop the recording, and I would just cry. I would just bawl, and I'd put my phone down, because that's what I'm using to record. Put my phone down and just sit there on my couch and just cry, and then wipe my tears, and then take a few breaths and be like, okay, start the recording again, start talking to you guys again, and before a couple minutes passed, I was just crying again. I couldn't do it. I could not have and I couldn't say anything that, you know, was going to make sense. I couldn't say anything that was going to be engaging enough to call it a podcast episode where you guys were going to be thinking you wanted to stick around. So I just kept it short. But what I was trying to say is I do know how you guys feel. Everyone who has depression, anxiety, I know how you feel. And if you have panic, and if you really hate the night because you're alone with your thoughts, or if you just have a lot of fears, I understand that. And you know what? My bias, Minyungi, he understands fear. He says there are a lot of things that he's afraid of. I'm really proud of him right now. I'm proud of all of them for doing what they're doing, learning, they're studying, they are... I don't know if they're going to be like certifying or graduating with something in the next while, but I hear that they're all students right now. Um, I'm not a huge reader of really deep thinking books and analysis type psychology books, but now knowing that my bias is reading things like that, it's making me a lot more interested in reading those. And then we see Tay, who's learning a bunch of different languages, and Jin, who's practicing the piano, and it's just so cool that we can admire them, and we can aspire to follow their example and do more with our lives, because we see them doing more with their lives. Now, if you're a person who was already doing a ton with your life, then that last piece doesn't really apply to you, because good job, you were very productive and have been able to go and go and go and get things done and make goals and see them happen and 
you know, you're very ambitious and determined, but there are some of us who have been afraid a lot in life and letting opportunities pass us by or not even knowing how to get started because we're just so afraid we're going to fail or we're so afraid that we're going to get hurt. So, you know, I really do understand that part. I understand how you guys feel. Um, thank you for being patient, listening to me, kind of going off the rails over and over again, talking about other things, talking about ice cream, talking about how much I want a new phone. And, oh, it's just, it's just fun. It's fun to talk about BTS. It's so fun to watch them. It's fun to watch Island. It's fun to see, you know, producer Rain and other people giving these young boys pointers and scolding them for not having a leader. And, ugh, I'm just wondering where, where was my joy besides my children? Where was my joy before I found BTS? Where was it? Because I know I didn't have it. I had to find it. When I found BTS, I found my joy it's not all perfect. It's very hard still, like I said. This summer has been nothing like last summer, where last summer was just so emotional. And I was crying and laughing and smiling the whole summer, almost. This summer, I've had the loneliness and the depression and, like, feeling kind of stagnant and feeling like I don't want to do anything. That's not what I've been doing. I've been very productive. I've been getting things done that I need to, but it's not fun. It's difficult, it, you know, makes me, it stretches me, it forces me to spend a lot longer doing things um, than I want to, and, you know, just being more isolated because of the pandemic and everything. I don't have someone at the end of the day who's going to give me a hug and tell me that I did hard things today. I don't have someone who's saying, you worked hard today, you know, fighting, keep it up. You're nice. Keep going. I don't have that. I have a sister who is doing a pretty good job, and we keep a chat going most days. Um, she's got hard things, too, but, you know, it's not the same as having someone who lives with you in the same house that you get to see every single day, that you actually have physical affection, physical touch. You, I don't have that, and, you know, I ache for that. I think a lot of you listening do too. So if there's someone that you trust that you could try to start growing that type of a relationship with, you know, skinship, <laughs> try it out. I mean, don't just go touching everybody all over the planet, you know, but if there's someone you trust that's in your circle of friends or your family that you can have a physical touch relationship with, like a hug here and there, pat them on their arm, you know, like move their hair, oh, like fix their hair back into place or whatever. Like there's something about physically touching another human that is healing and soothing and comforting. And if you don't have it, it's against nature because our nature is to touch and to be together. The Break the Silence, the film or the movie is going to be released and we need to stay tuned to watch for ticket sales. I've been letting my ear holes, my piercings close up because I want them to be more even. I got my ears pierced when I was 19 and the person that did it didn't draw any marker guide or 
try to make sure that she would get the holes even and she also didn't invite me to draw the holes in where I would want them and so one of my ear holes is lower than the other one and I don't like that so I've been working for the last year on avoiding wearing earrings to try to let these holes close up I think that it's mostly successful but I'm going to have to wait until it's safer and then go to a piercing place like a maybe somewhere like a tattoo parlor or some place where they have a really really sanitized tools and a really clean sanitized process and then ask them like kind of consult if I can get my ears pierced again because I have some earrings that kind of look like some of the earrings that BTS wears wear and I want to be able to wear those when I go out to a BTS type event so besides that um, excited about that movie I really want to see it I also want to do a short K-drama segment or I always say short and it ends up being longer so I should just say a K-drama segment in my upcoming episodes because I know a lot of us are really enjoying watching actors like Park So Joon, Park Young Sheik, some of those guys and because we found them, because we found V, because we found BTS, because we found Young and his actor Hyungs, um, I know now that a lot of us have gotten into K-drama or maybe we were into K-drama before and we're really enjoying it so I wanted to have a little section of the show where I talk about the K-dramas I'm watching or the ones I've just finished watching and where I might recommend them to, recommend them to you guys so maybe stay tuned for that and good luck if you are getting ready to go back to school and in person hopefully your area feels that the situation is such that the proper distancing and sanitation can be practiced but if you're not going to school in person then good luck to you as you do distance learning also as people are transitioning to work from home or have been for a few months I wish you guys all the best but definitely if you're indoors more now is the time to make that plan to get up and get outside. Let your feet touch the ground. Let your feet touch the earth. Touch some grass. Touch some dirt. Touch a tree. Smell the air because we can go crazy living inside, being indoors all the time. It's not good for us. We need some nature. And the best thing to do if you're living in an area where the weather is hot is to go out early enough in the morning or go out later in the evening, maybe after the sun has gone down, actually sit outside, maybe do a little bit of reading on your phone or talk with somebody for a few minutes. Um, you know, put a chair out there and sit down and just experience being outside because we don't want anyone having mental health issues because of being indoors too much. So that was my little encouragement for your health and this has been Begin the Search, a BTS-inspired podcast. Thank you so much for coming along.